Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in. Welcome to the Prayer House Podcast. Our mission and vision is simple, to spread the good news and the gospel to the ends of the world and to do it by building a community whose foundation is Jesus Christ. So welcome to the family. We hope you guys enjoy this message and that it is a blessing to you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, uh, Brother Jaren. Thank you, Sister Eshma, and thank you to all of the Prayer House community for giving us this opportunity to come join you. Uh, thank you to the brother who led us in worship. It was very powerful. Uh, may God bless you and use you more. Let's all close our eyes. Let's pray together. Let's look to the Lord who has the words of life. Father, we come before you with a humble spirit, knowing that our wisdom and knowledge is so limited. We come before you knowing that our human capacity is nothing. The Bible says our greatest wisdom is foolishness to you. And so with wisdom that we have, we can never understand the revelations and the truth and the secrets and the mysteries of your word. So today we are laying down our our crowns. We are laying down the crown of our education, the crown of our wisdom, the crown of our own understanding, the crown of our abilities to know and understand things. We lay it all down and we just completely humble before you and we say, we don't know anything. Holy Spirit, would you teach me? Holy Spirit, would you open my eyes to know you? Would you open my eyes to understand the scriptures? Would you open the scriptures unto us that we may know you? Holy Spirit, guide us and lead us. I pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Um, I just want to give thanks to God. So over this Bible study, the goal of this Bible study, as I spoke with the prayer house uh, leaders, is that we want an interactive place. This, this needs to be an interactive place. That's why Monday night is going to be different from all the other days. So the goal is not to uh, just listen to what I have to say. Um, I would like you guys, if you can, to use that chat box. And uh, as I'm just going to read the scripture portion, it was assigned to us on Friday, I believe. Uh, it was uh, announced on the Prayer House Instagram page uh, that our meditation will be on 1 Corinthians chapter 12. This will be our first week on it. Uh, this is a very heavy scriptural text, so we'll take a few weeks to go through them. We'll take our time. We'll try to understand everything, okay? And our goal is to engage you guys. We want you to share your thoughts. We want you to share your own interpretations. Uh, we want you to share your questions. And uh, if you remember, during the prayer house announcements, uh, we had given you three questions to think about. And the, three, the first of the three questions was, have you received the Holy Spirit? So I want you to go ahead and uh, just type that into the chat box so that uh, we can just kind of all, you know, interact together. And uh, if, you, if the answer is, I'm not sure, uh, I don't know how I can know, just go ahead and just uh, make this an honest space. Let's keep this to be an honest space. Uh, the time is so short that Jesus is coming soon. There's no need to worry about uh, anything else. Let's, it's time to say it like it is and pursue greater things. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you also for your, all the responses that are wonderful. I see so many yeses. I see so many emphatic yeses. Uh, praise God. That's so nice to see uh, a yes with an exclamation mark. Yes, but always learning how to navigate. That's a very, very uh, good way to put that, learning how to navigate. That's a good one. Uh, just go ahead and uh, think about these questions. The second question is, uh, have you received the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Uh, go ahead and use that chat box and uh, share your answers with, with all of us. Have you received gifts of the Holy Spirit? Um, do you know what the gifts are? And if so, the third question will 
put the put the two together what gift do you desire the most so go ahead and type in what gift you have and then type in what gift you desire the most or you can do one or the other so let's go ahead and get some of those answers and use that chat box and send it our way Praise God. I'm going to, while you guys send me your responses, I will go ahead and quickly read that scripture passage for us so we can keep up with our time. But make sure you send me those answers uh, through the chat box. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I'm going to read the first 11 verses. Now concerning spiritual wisdom, spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols. However... You were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is the Lord unless by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministry, but the same Spirit. There are diversities of activities but the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge through the Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit. Gina, looks like you're wanting prophecy and the gift of healings there. God bless you. Uh, it says, to another working of miracles, uh, to another, the gift of prophecy, to another, discerning of spirits, to another, different kinds of tongues, and to another, interpretation of the tongues. Here's the final verse and our most important one. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Praise be to God. Let me go ahead. I'm going to look at this chat box. I'm going to just read out some of these um, answers that are really really good uh somebody said i want and need wisdom that's so good i desire this uh, discernment speaking of tongues i want to learn more about the tongues uh thank you brian uh then it says i'll be honest still figuring out how to answer those two questions ken i really like your uh uh, your approach to this Bible study today, prophecy, and I want healing. Gina, thank you. Uh, all of you that sent in your answers, fantastic. Thank you so much for being uh, open with us because this cannot be a good and effective space unless we're all open with each other, okay? And uh, once we open ourselves up to each other, even though it may look like you're being really vulnerable, well, that's the space where God does the best work. So go ahead and uh, don't, don't feel like this is difficult or just go ahead and be, make it an open space, amen? Praise be to God. All right, so let's discuss this really quickly. How this is gonna go is I'm gonna just talk to you for a bit for about 15, 20 minutes and then the final 10 minutes or so you will have to once again come back and engage with us with any questions you have. If I don't hit on something or if something I say confuses you, I want you to tell me. I want you to tell Angel, you said this, but I don't think so. I want you to do that. That's how we grow. Amen. Praise be to God. Now, look, the Bible tells us in verse one, concerning spiritual gifts, I do not want you to be ignorant. Hallelujah. Very rarely in the Bible do you find uh, such an emphasis. Okay. Paul only does this twice in his ministry. I will talk about the second time next time. But this is the first time he does this. He tells us about this. Make sure you're not ignorant. There is such emphasis on what he's about to teach the Corinthian church. He tells them, make sure, do not be ignorant about what I'm about to teach you. What does that tell you? It tells you that Paul was going to teach them something 
and that they needed to go home and really understand it. It wasn't enough that they sat there and listened to him, just like what I'm telling you guys today. It is not enough that you sit there and listen to what I have to say. In order to not be ignorant about something, you need to be taught, but you need to learn to, to bring that into your own mind, your own heart, you need to take time to ponder that in your own prayers, in your own Bible, Bible reading times and all that stuff, okay? It's not enough. That's why I'm asking you to engage with us today. Praise God. It says, don't be ignorant. Now the Bible tells us that the same spirit gives us diversities of gifts, diversities of ministry and diversities of activities amen uh i know we're all most of us at least uh from a very pentecostal background and we put a lot of emphasis on speaking in tongues uh i speak in tongues i believe in speaking in tongues i believe that speaking in tongues gives us the ability to speak ministries with god however note here that there are diversities of gifts just like uh, I think diversity is probably the word of the century. I think if there's one word that wraps up our modern day culture well, uh, that hot word would be diversity, probably uh, on a similar playing field with tolerance, right? So diversity and tolerance are really big, hot buzzwords for our culture these days. But look, there's diversity within how the spirit works. There is no use to boxing God in. If I told you that the Holy Spirit is only about speaking in tongues, you have limited God to just some words that cannot be understood by all people. Is that the God you serve? Absolutely not. Amen. The God I serve is the God of all things. Amen. He does things in a broad scale. He can never be limited to one little thing, one little sign, one little way, one little method of one thinking. None of that. The diversities of gifts followed by that says diversities of ministries and activities. Okay, put those three verses together. The diversities of gifts are determined based on the ministry and the activity that you are called to. Hallelujah. The gift you receive is given in proportion to the ministry and the activity you're being called to perform in the body of Christ. Amen. Now, if my ministry is to serve, uh, you know, rural people in Andaman and Nicobar Islands, uh, how many of you have heard of that? There are two islands next to India that very easily are very forgotten communities of the world. They don't have even a single piece of technology in parts of their island, not one single piece of technology, not even a light bulb. Okay, now if my calling is to go there and I keep asking God to give me the ability to speak in tongues or I keep asking God to give me something that I really want, what have I done? I have limited God to my own thinking instead of asking, asking God, Lord, this is where you're calling me. Give me the gifts that will enable me to do what you're calling me to do. Hallelujah. Today, I'm encouraging you before you seek the gifts of the Holy Spirit, seek what purpose he's calling you for? What is God's vision for your life, brother? What is God's vision for your life, sister? Let's ponder that important aspect. If I know what God is calling me for, then I can ask him to show me the gifts that would maximize my ability to serve him. 
Hallelujah. Praise be to God. So instead of desire, it's good to have desires, but make sure you know the vision of your life before you pursue desires. Amen. Because not always does our desire match up with God's vision. Praise God. Now let the vision cater and, and, and form and bring to formulate your desires. Amen. Okay. Now the first verse, the first uh, gift rather is in verse eight. The Bible says the first gift of the Holy Spirit is the word of wisdom. I want to stop you for a second. When you hear wisdom, I'm sure a lot of you just jumped to Proverbs very quickly. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to Proverbs because look what it says. It's words of wisdom now if you take that and you do a better translation of it even though the nkjv is a good translation um the hebrew will actually translate to teaching wisdom that's why it says words so these are these this is not having wisdom this is the ability to reveal wisdom amen this is not knowing things this is the ability to bring things out that are unseen now, of course, you need to have biblical uh, backing to believe what I'm saying. So turn with me to the book of First Corinthians chapter 2. Let's see how Paul's ministry plays out here. Look at the words of wisdom or the ability to teach wisdom played out through Paul's ministry. First Corinthians chapter 2. We're going to read verses 6 to 10. Amen. If you have it, go ahead and just... Uh, Keep your, keep your Bible just centered there. We're going to be here for a minute. 6 to 10 of 1 Corinthians 2, 6 to 10. However, we speak wisdom. Again, this is words of wisdom. We speak wisdom among those who are mature. Yet, not the wisdom of this age, who, uh, or nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak, again, words. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery look at that the wisdom of god is wrapped up in mystery so paul says we are speaking to you to open up the hidden wisdom which god ordained before the ages for our glory which none of the rulers of this age knew for they had they known they would not have crucified the lord jesus then verse 9 as it is written, we love this. Pentecostals love this verse. I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered in the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Verse 10. Don't stop at verse 9. Verse 10. But God has revealed them to you through his spirit. Hallelujah. Okay, so let's talk a minute, okay? I has not seen, ears have not heard, mind has not ever perceived the things that the Lord has prepared. But... The Spirit has revealed them to you. Hallelujah. What is Paul talking about? Paul is writing to the Corinthian church. He says, I am teaching you the mysteries of God that have always been there. But you never understood those mysteries. There were hidden secrets in the scriptures that you could never understand because all of you had the wisdom of this age. Hallelujah. The wisdom of this modern age has not revealed to you what has always been there before the foundation of the world. Look at that. Even the highest technology and advancements in science and knowledge could not show you what has always been there. 
But Paul says, we are speaking to you the wisdom of God, and we are showing you what eye has not seen, ears have not heard, the mind never even thought of these things, but through the Spirit, you are being given a revelation of what eyes, ears, and heart could not reach. Praise God. So I will tell you, the, wis the words of wisdom, that gift, the gift of teaching wisdom is about teaching revelations. Hallelujah. The first gift of the Holy Spirit, which is teaching wisdom, is about teaching revelations that man in his highest wisdom cannot understand. Amen. This can only be done through the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Let me go ahead and pause for a minute and tell you the difference within the time that I have. I want to tell you the difference between being influenced by the Holy Spirit and being filled in the Holy Spirit. What is the difference? The best way to understand this is think of somebody who's demon possessed. You might have seen something online. Maybe you saw things in your church. But uh, I was only 25 years old when I began ministry. So 24 years old when I began ministry. And I was ministering in Atlanta, Georgia and had the shock of my life uh, in the beginning stages of ministry. I was praying for a wonderful uncle. He was an elder in the church, worked for one of the highest IT firms in Atlanta. And uh, this uncle had two beautiful sons. We were just went there for you know, family visiting prayer. We went there. I laid hands on him just, I was just going to pray for him last. They told me to. I laid hands on him. Suddenly, a demon began to manifest. I, I, like I said, the shock of my life. I did not expect that at all, nor was I in any way prepared for that to happen. So that happened, and he fell to the floor, started moving in a snake formation. And then all of a sudden stood up and started beating his chest like, like, I don't, I don't even know what to tell you. Then he's screaming at the top of his lungs. He keeps telling me, I can't be here. I can't be here. He's foaming at his mouth. I mean, imagine I was a 24 year old, my first year in ministry. I think it was probably my second or third preaching trip outside of my community. I, it was a shock. So I just asked the Holy Spirit. I said, Lord, you knew this would happen. This is not a surprise to you. Uh, so I said, Lord, have your way in this place. But I do know you, you are a God of deliverance. You are a deliverer. So deliver this man. Do you know from 10 o'clock to 1.20 a.m. that day, from 10 p.m. to 1.20 a.m. that day, we were wrestling with this demonic spirit. 17 different demonic presence, uh, demonic spirits came out of this man before he returned to normal three hours and 20 minutes later. And I didn't know this, but somebody was catching all of this on videotape and they sent it to me. And when I watched it, I understood something. The demon had taken possessive authority over this man. Look at that. This evil spirit had taken possessive. So the word possession, I, I own something, right? This is my possession. I own this. Uh, back in the day, masters owned slaves. So you did everything the master wanted and nothing that you wanted to do. That is possessive authority. Now imagine if you let the Holy Spirit have possessive authority over your body, your mind, your spirit, your thinking, your way of talking. Imagine if the Spirit of God took complete possessive authority like that demon had taken possessive authority on that dear uncle. Amen. Mm -hmm. Complete and 
uh, and utter control was in the hand of that demonic presence, which the Holy Spirit overcome. Hallelujah. Today, I want to encourage you, give God that kind of freedom. Let, if the evil spirit can take complete freedom over that man, for that poor man's mind, body, and spirit, how, what great grace is being granted to you that the Holy Spirit says, I would, I will, if you let me take full and possessive control over your mind, body, and spirit. Hallelujah. This is what it means to be filled in the Holy Spirit, not just influenced by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because by the Holy Spirit, we confess that Jesus is Lord. But in the Holy Spirit, we reveal to the world the mystery of the gospel and the mystery of salvation. Amen. You reveal to the world what the mind cannot understand, the eyes cannot see, and the ears cannot hear. Praise God. So today I'm inviting you, allow the Holy Spirit to take possessive authority over you, like a master over a slave or that demon over anybody. Similarly, give God complete possessive authority over you. You'll be shocked. Words of wisdom, revelations, things you never saw in the Bible, things people couldn't understand will be clear to you because the Spirit is revealing it to you. I will leave you with an example in the Bible, which will, uh, this will help us wrap this up in the time that's given to me. I want to show you in the book of Daniel, chapter, uh, let's go to Daniel chapter 2, and let's read verses 19 on, okay? Daniel chapter 2. Verses 19 on. I want you to notice what's happening. Daniel is in a very crucial time period where the king says, give me the interpretation, but tell me the dream first. That's just horrible. All right. Uh, perhaps the biggest um, challenge for all the leaders of that land. I mean, they've never heard anything like this. So here's Daniel. He's praying. And God, the Bible says in verse 19, Chapter 219, God revealed the secret to Daniel in a vision. Okay, don't stop there. Now, Daniel responded to God. This is what we don't do. Okay, I want to pause a minute. You ask God to show you something. He does. And then you say, thank you, Jesus. And you walk away. Now, look, Daniel pauses and he responds to God. And he says, blessed be the name of God forever and ever. What a great worship. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. He changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. Here it is. He gives wisdom to the wise. Okay, pause. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells in him hallelujah i thank you and i praise you O god of my fathers you have given me wisdom and might you have given me wisdom and might you have made known to me uh, what we asked of you you have made known to us the king's demand look at that what is daniel trying to do daniel is trying to reveal something that's hidden right the king had a dream he needed the dream and the interpretation it is a hidden matter it could not be understood by any of the people in that land. And Daniel gets that revelation. Immediately he realizes, when I share this revelation, this is a word of wisdom. Amen. He says, he removes kings and raises up kings, gives wisdom to those who are wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Ask the question, Lord, if they're wise, why do they need wisdom? If they have understanding, why do they need knowledge? What is God trying to tell you? 
God's trying to tell you, God has already placed something there. Hallelujah. That is, God has already seen you as a wise person. God has already seen you as a person of understanding before the gift manifested. Hallelujah. Listen, even before you knew that you had that gift, it was already there in you. Somewhere deep within the spirit has deposited something in you. It's just a matter of time when the gift manifests. Hallelujah. In the eyes of God, Daniel was already wise. He already had understanding. But that revelation to speak it out comes through the gift of the Spirit. Amen. Today I'm encouraging you. God has already placed his gifts in you. God has already called you for something great. You don't even know you have it in you, but it's there somewhere. God has already put a, put a deposit inside. In the matter of time and at the right moment, that gift will manifest. A good example of this is Joseph. When you read in Genesis 41 verse 38, the Bible says, Joseph had the spirit of wisdom like no other person in that land. Hallelujah. But look, it was in the prison that Joseph realized he had the ability to interpret dreams. We don't see him interpreting dreams until that moment in that prison. When the moment came, the gift manifested. Amen. I want to encourage you with this last thought. Every one of us, I believe, can operate in all 12 gifts of the Holy Spirit. I believe that. And uh, in that moment, what kind of gift needs to come out of you? The Spirit will determine for that season, for that moment, for that person, for that group. Whatever work you're doing in that moment, God will allow the right gift to come out. What does that require? It requires you to give him possessive authority over your mind body, and spirit. And through that, we can operate with, in all 12 gifts of the spirit, the first of which is the word of wisdom. The word of wisdom is the ability to teach and reveal mysteries that cannot be understood by the human mind, seen by the human eye, or heard by the human ear. Let's pray together, and I'm going to open up the chat box, and I'm going to ask you guys to type away like it's your last day on Zoom, okay? Type away like it's nobody's business, all right? Uh, nobody can tell you anything about what you're typing. I will make sure of that. Type questions, uh, comments, your own thoughts, your own interpretations. Can you think of any more examples in the Bible? Have you had personal experiences of God giving you revelations that you had not seen before? Type all that in there. I'm just going to quickly pray and wrap this up. Holy Spirit, we want to thank you for your revelation today. We are going to ask you, Holy Spirit, to teach us to just give you completely everything in us. We are giving you possessive authority over our mind, possessive authority over our body, possessive authority over our spirit, mind, body, and spirit. Lord, we surrender it, all our heart, all our mind, all of our strength, completely over to you, God. Take complete control over us. Holy Spirit, fill us completely from the top of our heads to the bottom of our feet. Saturate us in your presence, Holy Spirit. And we give you full authority to use us as you wish. Have your way in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Amen. All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead. I'll go ahead and ask you to type away. I see a lot of uh, amens came through during the Bible study. Wonderful. See God and purpose before you seek the gifts. Excellent. That's right. Seek your purpose before you seek the gifts. Thank you. Uh, praise God. Amen. Yes, we um, truly can't do anything for him without his spirit. That's right, uh, Brian. Yeah. Sorry, before we uh, continue with the question, I just have a couple of questions that was said prior. Uh, mm -hmm. We can go over them quickly and then that's okay. Uh, I just want to read out the first question that we got through Instagram. Um, that was, uh, why do we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the gift of the Holy Spirit? Mm -hmm. So that was the first question that we received. Why do we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Is that what I uh, heard? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, the Bible tells us that in John chapter 3, I believe, when Nicodemus approaches Jesus, the, Jesus replied and said, unless you're born of water and spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. So look, your very eternity rests on your ability to be born in the Holy Spirit. So seek that, pray for that. Uh, over these next few days, as we meditate on the different gifts of the Holy Spirit, this will become more and more clear to you about how you can approach that, how you can pray for that. How can you receive these things? These things will unfold over the next few weeks. Awesome, awesome. Um, so now I think we're going to go to the chat and go to the questions. So uh, if you'd like me to read the questions or are you going to read it, it's up to you or whatever it's comfortable okay. for you. Okay, uh, I, can, I can read it just so then it's, so it's one stream of... Perfect. Or if you want to read it for me. Oh, that's perfect. That's easier. Perfect. Go ahead. All right. I'll do that then. Uh, this is a really good question. Uh, Nidin, thank you so much for asking. You mentioned earlier that in order to know your gift, you must know your calling. Does that mean if you don't know your calling, you have no spiritual gifts? Good question. Good question. Like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not a sequential event. Uh, it was just my suggestion to you that uh, before you start seeking specific gifts, if it's better if you know what uh, your calling is, right? Like I said, if you know your calling, for example, is to uh, be in campus ministry, let's just say for hypothetics, hypothetically, your ministry is among college students. Well, uh, that's the second gift of the Holy Spirit, which is the word of knowledge. Uh, come back Monday, we're going to talk about word of knowledge. But I'll mention a quick, uh, quick uh, difference, difference here. Words of wisdom, word of knowledge. The difference is the word of wisdom is about revelation. But the word of knowledge is about presentation. You'll see that next, uh, next week when you come back. We'll talk about it more in depth. But if your ministry is among college students who are highly educated and they think they know everything, they think they are you know, scientific experts, we all used to think like that. Oh, I know things. I know things. You don't know me, right? So, well, if you're doing ministry there, you really need... Uh, you really, really need that word of knowledge to present it well. We see that with Paul and the Greek philosophers. There's a fantastic exchange happening. Your scripture assignment will be given to you, but your scripture assignment will be Acts 17. So when you see the exchange between the philosophers of, of Greece, which were known to be one of the wisest people, and Paul, you will see the word of knowledge manifesting wonderfully there. So I'm not saying you can't have spiritual gifts unless you know your calling. I'm just saying you can gear your prayers and your desires and you can morph them nicely if you have that understanding and then you can ask God for those specific gifts. But I bet you it's already there. It's a matter of time for it to manifest. All right, let's see. I hope that answers your question. Uh, you sent a second part of your question. Could you clarify the difference of being filled with the Spirit and having the Holy Spirit. 
that's a good question. But like I mentioned to you, being influenced by the Holy Spirit, um, let me put it this way. Uh, David, the Bible says, was influenced by Satan to take a census of the land. Okay, but that doesn't mean that Satan had taken possession of David's body. There's a clear difference, right? Satan can influence your thinking, temptations, your thoughts, things like that. Your, even your actions can be influenced. Similarly, the Holy Spirit can influence your actions and your thoughts. But to give him complete authority is to allow him freedom day and night to use you as he plans or he wills or he wishes to. Give him total freedom. Being filled in the Holy Spirit is to have the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but also to display the fruits of the Spirit, to have that love, the joy, the peace, the kindness, the goodness, the faithfulness, the gentleness, and the self-control. So you will understand this as we go through the next few weeks trying to uh, peel this back layer by layer, okay? All right, next we see here. Can you lose the gifts of the Holy Spirit if you continually neglect it? Uh, good. That's a great question, um, Joanne. Can you lose the gifts of the Holy Spirit? I think God is a good God. I think he loves you. Uh, I don't think it was a surprise to him if you ever neglected the gifts that were given to you. Uh, I also believe that God is in the business of restoration. So what is given to you was given to you for a purpose. And in that moment, if you ask God to help you walk in the right purpose that he has created for you, I bet you the gifts will come right back. I believe that. And that's, uh, that's, on, that's my honest experience as well. Okay. Let's see here. Can you be filled with the Holy Spirit, but then go through a season of feeling like you aren't as filled with it? You should always be filled with the Holy Spirit, correct? Yes, you should always be filled with the Holy Spirit. But do you go through seasons? Okay. Let's stop for a minute. Sometimes you feel like you're not filled in the Holy Spirit. Uh, don't confuse that with silence in the Spirit. Sometimes the Spirit is silent. Sometimes God himself is silent. Sometimes there is nothing, no revelation coming through. Sometimes there's no uh, word coming through. Sometimes God seems to be totally silent. Oftentimes in those moments, it will require you to persistently pray. What is God teaching you? God is teaching you that life is about cycles. And in the, in the valleys, you continue to seek God that uh, you were praising when you were up here on the mountaintop. Okay. Sometimes you do feel like I'm not in the spirit. Well, guess what? If you feel that way, you have to tell God this. Uh, many of you, I think, are not married. But uh, when you are married, you'll understand what I mean. Communication will either make or break you. It really will in, in a marriage setting. Same thing with God. My marriage has taught me so much about my spiritual life. You'll be surprised. If I'm feeling like, God, I cannot feel you. I'm not feeling like I'm moving in the spirit. Just imagine how good God would be to you that you can realize when you just say, Lord, this is how I feel. What a great relationship space you have created in telling God what you're feeling. I think Christianity and, and, and your life, your walk with God is all about that. Being able to communicate with him about everything. This is what I mean by telling you, give him possessive authority. Tell him everything. Talk about everything. Talk about your doubts. Talk about all of it. Give him all of it. The bad, the good, the ugly, the nasty. Give it all. 
Okay, give him possessive authority. Create that beautiful relationship space. All right, let me see if I can find some of the other questions so I can finish on time. All right, let's see. What is the difference between God the Father and the Holy Spirit? No difference. No difference. This is where I would have to talk about Trinity, what I definitely, have, which definitely don't have time for. Uh, I'll put it like this. The Bible says when a man and a woman are um, joined together, the Bible says they become one flesh. Well, my I'm here. My husband's sitting right there. There's clearly two bodies. There, there's clearly two human bodies here. But the Bible calls it one flesh. I want you to think about that and see if you can figure out what the Holy Spirit is trying to teach you about a man and a woman becoming one flesh and God the Son, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit being one God. Um, there's a lot more to this. If possible, I can discuss it next week uh, just so that I can get through all the questions, if you don't mind, okay? All right, let's see. Is the How do we give complete authority easier said than done? 100%, totally 100%. Um, it's so much easier said than done, but just like, just like anything else, you can give it when you want to just say, Lord, take it. Like I said, tell him everything, give him everything. Um, it is easier said than done, but it can be done. So do it. All right. Also to your earlier point, if you didn't receive the Holy spirit, we can't be saved. That's correct. You cannot be saved. If you're not baptized in the holy spirit you cannot enter the kingdom of god which means you have not been saved from the condemnation that will come upon the world the word saved well you're saved from sin and death by giving by being given access to the kingdom of god so without the holy spirit there is no salvation how do we give complete authority i did that i believe is baptism of the holy spirit required for salvation I believe I answered that. Jesus answers that. You cannot enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. I think that's pretty good and well explained by Jesus. Thank you for answering. Thank you for asking. Praise the Lord. have a lot of questions, but more of admitting for myself who places emphasis on control. Sometimes it presents itself as a challenge to accept such a sweet surrender. Absolutely, it's a challenge. Uh, Ken, thanks for asking. Would you have any advice on how one can begin with such a process that many more find uh, that may be more difficult for some of us? All right. Uh, somebody one time when I was done with my meetings, he, somebody came up to me and they said, Angel, can you please pray that I'll have a more uh, a stronger spiritual life? And I said, yeah, absolutely. I can pray that you have a stronger spiritual life. But here's the fun, funny part of that uh, notion. It's as if somebody can lay hands on you and all of a sudden you have a good relationship with God. Saying that is as silly as saying, I can lay hands on two people and they would become husband and wife like that. No, right? There is a process. There's a getting to know. There is a conversation. There's communication. There's going through bad times. There's going through good times. There's uh, vulnerability. We don't like that. Uh, there's a lot of different components that go into a relationship. And yeah, I can pray for you that God would give you that. But it will take you a willingness to say, Lord, I love you. I love you. I truly love you, Jesus. And whatever it takes to be with you, I will do that. I will go with that. 
And in moments of pain and confusion and doubt, why do you hide that from Jesus? Why do you hide your questions from Jesus? Why do you hide the bad side from Jesus as if he's only interested in your goodness, which you have none? You do not have any goodness. So why, why hide a part of your life from Jesus as if he doesn't know, as if he doesn't see? He's waiting for you to give it. And it is hard. It is so, so hard to say, Jesus, this is my struggle. But when was the last time you told God, Jesus, this is my temptation? When was the last time you said, Jesus, this is my sin and this is what I do all the time? When was the last time you did that? See, when you do these things that are so difficult to do, you'll be so surprised to experience God's love so deeply. I think I've experienced God the most when I looked at him and I said, God, I can't. I, I, I just can't. And in those moments, his presence is so strong. Be vulnerable. Tell him what you need to tell him. Let him have it. Thanks again for tuning in. We pray over you today that the word of God touched you and transformed you as only his word can. Rate us and leave a review if you can. We'd really appreciate it. Till then, keep searching, keep listening for his voice, and we'll see you again next time, fam.